Hi there, and welcome back to Convergently Speaking. Today I've got the fourth episode of the series where I've been looking at how different Myers-Briggs types impact on our relationships. fourth and final dichotomy that I'm looking at today is the judger versus perceiver dichotomy. So when you see uh, Myers-Briggs personality type written down with the four letters, this is the J or the P that's uh, always listed at the end. Like most profound ideas, as they filter their way into society and in the mainstream consciousness, uh, they often end up becoming stereotypes. So, for example, we've got stereotypes about extroverts and introverts. Extroverts are loud and bombastic, and introverts are shy, retiring, and don't like people. And with most stereotypes, there is an element of truth in these things. But of course, some have less truth to them than others. When it comes to the J versus P dichotomy, there's quite a lot of stereotypes out there. Maybe not in the mainstream consciousness because because while the average person in society likely has some awareness of what introvert and extrovert means, uh, most wouldn't know judger versus perceiver. However, for those that have even a little bit of exposure to the Myers-Briggs system, they usually have some understanding. So I just wanted to name from the outset my personal opinion that the stereotypes with the J versus P dichotomy are probably more unhelpful in general than some of the other stereotypes. When I do a formal profiling session with someone, And I ask questions related to the judger versus perceiver dichotomy. I put less weight on the answers and and that data point because for the simple fact that there are a lot more red herrings in this corner of the the system uh, than maybe some of the other dichotomies. So generally speaking, we think of judges as being more structured, more systematic, more time-orientated. They like routine. They like lists. They're more likely to wear a watch. And, you know, if you were to grab their calendar, they're, you know, more likely to have uh, days, weeks, or even months or years ahead uh, planned out uh, for their life. Generally speaking, I've also found that judges tend to have less unread emails in their inbox and like to have a particular place and spot for everything. So they have a place where they keep their phone and their keys and their wallet, for example. And on the flip side, we tend to think of perceivers as more disorganized, more chaotic, uh, less time-orientated, and generally speaking, less responsible members of society. Now, as you can hear what I'm saying, there's already a a tone and a bias. Judges do all these things well, and perceivers do all these things badly. 
So it's already clear that I'm pulling on stereotypes with these explanations. So I don't want to get into the weeds going into the, the judger versus perceiver dichotomy, but I just wanted to highlight that there's essentially uh, plenty of exceptions to the rule. I think our family of origin and our upbringing plays quite a significant role in how our judger or our perceiver piece of our personality shows up. So on to the relationship bit and the gifts and tensions that come up with this dichotomy because this is certainly a very big tension point. If you have one person in the relationship who uh, always runs late and you're a person who is on time, then this can be very frustrating and can cause uh, anger and, and, and just an ongoing tension. But at the same time, if you're someone who values relationships more than time and structure, or unless it's a particularly important event such as a job interview or a wedding or, or similar, you just don't think that arriving on time is that big a deal, then you can get really irritated by what you may see as almost a neuroses of your partner, always needing to be on time, uh, becoming highly anxious and stressed if they start to run late. So this is probably one of the more uh, common tension points that you'll have the judger who is time orientated and the perceiver who is not. Another common tension point is about order and organizing the external world, you know, organizing your house, organizing the cupboards, organizing the drawers, conflicts and tensions around how the dishwasher should be stacked. Potentially the judger in the relationship believes there's a, a good and a correct and a superior way to stack the dishwasher, uh, whereas the perceiver's not worried about that and they think, you know, it doesn't really matter how I do it uh, as long as the dishes come out clean. So these are a few typical examples that, that come up in relationship. And I'm sure you can extrapolate from these uh, many more of your own. And I think if you have these quote-unquote typical issues, then zooming in to work out that, hey, one person here is a judger and another is a perceiver can be a really helpful thing. For me as a judger, what it's been helpful to learn and understand is that perceivers aren't actually irresponsible, dysfunctional people as uh, us judges can think in our more, ironically, judgmental uh, moments. It's that they're actually choosing their structure and their organization to be in their inner world rather than their outer world. So whilst the judger might look more structured, in our inner world, we, we, we emphasize freedom or sometimes chaos. Um, our structure is in our outer world. We like to have systems that we can rely on so that we can go into our inner world and are uninterrupted by the, the pesky outer world. We need lists to support us because we essentially don't create good, clear, reliable lists inside of our own minds. We need a place to put our phone and our keys and our wallet uh, because we don't really have a system in our, in our brains to reliably remember where we've kept, where we've put these things. Perceivers in general don't need that. 
They're much better at tagging things in their mind. They're much better at maintaining some some order and some some system and some structure inside of their own head in such a manner that they don't need to rely on on systems in the outer world to to support this. And on the flip side for perceivers, they often find it a bit confusing and certainly very suffocating to observe the amount of structure and schedule and order that judges, uh, particularly their romantic partner who is a judger, needs in their life, wants, requires in their life. For a perceiver, that level of structure and order tends to feel stifling. For example, a good mate of mine who is a perceiver really bulks at planning things and putting things in his calendar even a week or two weeks out. He loves keeping his schedule open rather than feeling like he's bogged down by all these commitments and all these pre-planned events. So what can be done about all this? Because these issues and tensions can be massive. More than a few marriages have ended over these types of issues. Well, the answer is kind of simple. As you observe your partner operating fundamentally differently in the world in these areas, simply telling yourself that you know there's a reason why they do this and that they're simply operating in a way that's different, not in a way that's wrong or inferior to yourself. It almost takes uh, an element of faith to believe that there's quote-unquote method in their madness. Because a person who doesn't want structure and finds the freedom so exhilarating and fun, by default, is so perplexed by their partner who seems to struggle with spontaneity and on the surface maybe seems boring and not fun, a bit of a party pooper. But when they start to realize that this structure and this uh, lack of spontaneity plays a certain role, uh, because judges do tend to struggle with spontaneity more, uh, then they can start to hold grace. And on the flip side, when a judge starts to recognize that their partner actually does have uh, ways and means to get from point A to point B to point C, without necessarily having to write a list or maintain a uh, detailed calendar or schedule, then they can also start to hold space. But it's not just about holding space, but it's also about letting uh, the gifts that the other brings speak to oneself in, in a prophetic manner. So for the judger, having a perceiver in their world, the perceiver's continuously a, a lived experience of, loosening up a bit and having more fun. There's a prophetic message in any dichotomy that's different to our own, uh, there for us to hear and receive if we'll, if we'll only be open. Now, at the risk of repeating myself, I just wanted to say another word about red herrings. There are plenty of perceivers out there who look and operate like judges, and there are plenty of judges who look and operate like perceivers. So if you're a person that's a perceiver in your personality type, 
However, you grew up with two parents that are judges and who instilled a, a lot of structure and system and order in the way that they parented you, then you may actually be quite time-orientated or, or simply see the value of lists or different systems and that kind of thing. But it doesn't fundamentally change the fact that you still have a skill and ability and a bias towards organizing things in your own mind. And on the same token, if you're a judger but you grew up with uh, one or two parents that were perceivers, then you may not have developed the same quantity and quality of judger-type traits that we would stereotypically expect. But once again, that doesn't take away from the fact that inside of your own mind is where you prioritize your freedom and also potentially struggle to think in a, a systematic and linear way. So whilst there are stereotypes, and I've certainly observed that when the shoe fits, understanding this dichotomy can be enormously profound and enormously powerful, uh, I've also observed there's a lot of exceptions to the rule. And of course, we can change and develop and grow over our lifetime. So had you seen me 10 or 20 years ago, it would have been clearer and more obvious that I'm a judger. Uh, but as I've let the, the prophetic message of the perceivers around me speak to me, I have loosened up a bit. I've developed ability to be more flexible around schedule and time and that kind of thing. The last piece to this puzzle that I think is important to discuss is relationships where there are two people who are judges or two that are perceivers. And similar to the other dichotomies that I've discussed, what this creates is a blind spot. So the relationship might have a level of natural rhythm and flow that those with a different dichotomy in this area won't naturally have a, a symbiosis because because both parties are valuing some similar things and ways to operate in the world so what are some of these blind spots or or, or handicaps if you will well for a couple that are both perceivers uh, a lack of structure and order and system in their their life and their family life could be prevalent they're likely to be great at being spontaneous in the moment, but for example, planning out longer term goals, saving for holidays or working out where they want to be as a family in five years or 10 years uh, may be lacking. They may have big ideas, but, but struggle as a couple, struggle as a family to, to create uh, and implement um, processes for getting to to these goals and in a couple where it's both judges uh, you'll often have a bit of the opposite so they might be structured and and systematic and planned in certain ways but lack a bit of the zeal and excitement that comes with being spontaneous and doing things last minute this type of couple tends to get more knocked off by left field things that happen through the day. Uh, so where a perceiver can adjust and adapt in real time, uh, the judger who has their day 
planned out ahead of them will struggle more with the the spontaneous friend knocking at their door to hang out or the the car battery that goes flat uh, just when you're needing to get get to an important meeting so like all the dichotomies and relationship arrangements uh, none are superior none none are better some have more obvious advantages and some you have to fight and and dig a little deeper to find Uh, but i want to encourage you guys that are out there that are in relationships with someone that has an opposite dichotomy to what you have Uh, because there are tremendous gifts in that arrangement and the complementary nature of having uh, different dichotomies uh, shouldn't be understated. On a day-to-day basis, it can make things much harder. I'm not going to pretend that this reality doesn't exist. Uh, But when you start to understand your partner and why they do what they do and why they think what they think because of differences in personality to yourself, a whole new world can open up where you can start to focus on the the gifts and the benefits in that dichotomy difference as opposed to uh, all the struggles and and challenges and pain points. So I really hope this series has been of value to you. And and if you have enjoyed it and if it has been enlightening, I just ask that you um, think of a friend or two that you could share it with or a couple or two that you could share it with. And also, if you have a moment, please leave a rating and a review uh, on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on because that really helps me out and it encourages me to know that I'm on the right track and that I'm providing uh, helpful and useful content. So thanks again and I will talk to you next time on Convergently Speaking.